Welcome to the Somanami podcast. I'm Wendy. And I'm Udoni. We are literary advocates and book champions from Nairobi, Kenya. At the Somanami podcast, we tackle the intersection of books with culture and community from a pan-African lens. What's popping this week on the Somanami podcast? So what's popping, Wendy, is a couple of uh, days ago, say maybe a week or so ago, we had this event at the store and with Nanada Koa Sechama, author of The Sex Lives of African Women. Uh, women. And uh, so we had uh, members of the public come for a meet and greet, a book signing, um, an interaction with the author. And then the cringiest of cringiest things happened. <laughs> yeah. The cringiest thing happened. Uh, because as people are lining up, so a young lady walks up to Nana with a copy of a book. And she sighed to meet Nana and she wants the book signed. Yeah. And Nana looks at it and goes like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, this is a fake book. <laughs> and literally the room, the entire room froze. Yeah. for a second it was so uncomfortable for everyone it was uncomfortable for the author it was uncomfortable for the young lady who seemed very clueless that yeah. she was walking around with a fake book yeah it was cringy for everybody else who was waiting in line yeah and it's so disrespectful it is for an author yeah um i mean to be presented with a fake a fake book a fake copy of your book and expected to sign it that I mean, this is literally somebody taking money off your plate. Yeah. And I mean, she was gracious enough, you know, not to be overtly offended and explain this is not a genuine book. Yeah. Uh, where did you get it? I'm not going to be signing the book, but yeah. you can buy a genuine copy from the store and I'm more than happy to sign that. Yeah. And the lady actually did buy a genuine copy of the book. Which was really dope. Like for it the was. author to even, you know, like explain. Yes. Because sometimes I feel like uh, the audience is not aware. Yes. Like you, when you're buying a book, you're not aware that. And know? that is what struck me because that was the first incident. There were two more incidences <laughs> of people who showed up with fake books. Yeah. Luckily. On a single afternoon. Yes, on a single afternoon. Luckily, the team there was able to now you know, we can spot those fake copies and say, please do not present this one to the author. But that yeah. happened. Yeah. And those people were genuinely, genuinely shocked. Yeah. 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 That they were yeah. carrying around fake copies. Like, yeah. and, and for me, that was like, you know, it was a moment of reckoning because how do you not know? Yeah. And then it went to, okay, a lot of people must be walking around with fake copies or people don't even know what they look like or yeah. what to look for. Yes. And, and you know it's good you've mentioned that because um just in the last like one month or so mm. i've had so many conversations with readers uh with customers coming to the store or even with people on my ig mm. uh that oh my gosh you know i got this i saw this ad for a book mm. on instagram and so i was like oh yeah i've been looking for this book i get the book First of all, the cover looks like it's been chopped <laughs> with a saw or a machete because somebody almost came for the title, right? Yeah. And and so when it's so overtly wrong like that, yeah. first of all, you've already paid. Yeah. But sometimes the pirates will do a much more cleaner job and you probably don't even know. Yeah. And I think the biggest sellout for the sex lives, the copies of the sex lives of African women is the size. Yes, the size. So currently... 
what is in the market is a hardback yeah. and the trade paperback. Yep. Which for people who don't know the trade paperback is the same size as a, as hardback, a hardback. But the cover is the same as a I mean it's a light it's yeah. a light paper. It has the paperback cover. Yes. But it's just a bigger size. Exactly. Yes. So here you are presenting a, the author with a very tiny small <laughs> paperback <laughs> <laughs> saying here I loved your book. And she's like, eh, but even this thing has not even been launched yet. Yeah, so like even even the H in, <laughs> in Sechama has been cut off because, you know, the machine didn't cut it quite straight. And I mean, for me, it really grinds my gears. And I've been talking about this for so long because I've also fallen victim. Yeah. When I've wanted to, you know, buy used books or thrift books. And yeah. then you find them on the streets and go like, oh my God, they yeah. have this copy. Yes. And, you know, you're supporting people and their hustle and you buy a book exactly only for you to get home and wrap it and just be shown <laughs> things <laughs> you know it's funny you're saying that because um a friend of mine uh is in a book club and the book club the person who leads the book club mm. who is a well-known person um i directed them where to buy the books uh-huh. and this they were reading will uh-huh and she was just telling me stories and I'm like, are you serious? Apparently, some books arrived without, you know, when the memoir has like uh, pictorial in the, uh-huh. on the inside. So they all bought from the same person. But some had pictures, others did not have <laughs> pictures. Some pictures were black and white. You know, so oh it's like words. the mess of it. Yeah, but I mean, let's talk about what is a fake book. I think probably let's undress mm. what a fake book is because I remember we had a pop-up and somebody came and said oh but I, I can get this book for cheaper or I yes. can get this book at 500 bob or 600 bob yes. and I said you'd probably be getting a bootleg copy or a pirated copy yeah. it's a fake book yeah. and we're like what do you mean it's a fake book but the content is the same. <laughs> but isn't the content the same? How is it fake if the content is the same? Sometimes the content is the same, sometimes it's not. But that's not what is the marker of a fake book. Tell us what is but, a fake but book. But before we get to the fake book, the price issue, and I think the thing that fools a lot of buyers is, oh, I'm buying it from the street, so that's why it's cheaper. Yeah. This, uh, the vendor is not paying rent. rent yeah. So you justify it to yourself. Because I think for sex lives, the streets are selling at fifteen hundred, yeah, and genuine stores are selling uh, over two thousand upwards of two thousand. Right? Yes. So as a consumer, you're like, ah, okay. So the guy is saving on rent, mm. so therefore I am, you know, and I'm supporting uh, a small businessman with his hustle. Exactly. Yeah. So a fake book or mm. a pirated book, and let me before we even get there, there is addendum <laughs> two. <laughs> So some um on Instagram when you see these stores they'll say oh we are selling we are selling generic books let me tell you there's oh nothing God, like please. a generic book please there's nothing like this a is generic not pharmaceuticals book. yes <laughs> it's not a pharmaceutical <laughs> where the formula is somewhere is uh, a creative oh uh, creative commons something right yeah books are copyrights yep meaning that I the author have the intellectual right yes. to that work. Yep. Whether in full or in part. Yeah. So you cannot take a PDF of it and sell it. Yes. Because it's my brain 
yeah work. you're selling my my brain my heart exactly <laughs> so when you say it's generic um mm. this first of all i don't that's that's not a like thing. nothing it, yeah there's nothing like a generic book that does not thing. exist yes. yes so a pirated copy is a copy that has not is not through the you know the publisher's yes. system yeah so basically anybody that took a pdf printed yeah. or sold the pdf or downloaded illegally from wherever yeah. and sold that is a pirated yeah. book and then you go to river road and print okay. and slap yes. a cover on it yeah. and you have a somewhat fake version of a book yeah cuz you'll not get everything right the color is not going to match yes the text is going to be different font yeah um the writing is going to be skewed mm. the paper is going to be completely different yeah. you probably get your books in photocopy paper and yeah. nobody publishes using <laughs> yeah. the photocopy paper but mm-hmm. the thing is with the kenyan um market so to say i've i've been in conversations where i've wanted to pull my hair when you're talking about just support authors buy their books buy genuine books and mm-hmm. do, do not be duped into buying uh, pdfs like 50 bob and a book <laughs> in the market like if you look I, at any, i'm selling ebooks at 30 bob a generic hard copy at 200 bob, bob boss yeah if and if if you do a simple you're running a criminal enterprise it is a criminal enterprise it is a criminal enterprise and i think even for this market we probably need a body that has checks and balances uh, 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 on <coughs> on what is in the market is it genuine are you stealing from these authors coffee in ACA there is definitely a body that is charged with that there's an anti copyright authority you don't say yes there's an anti copyright authority that uh, is a government body whose work is to you know is an, to enforce copyright there is also kekobo Kenya Copyright Board where which is where you go and record your copyright. But what do they do? <laughs> well, they definitely do not uh, do the thing. Are not catching all the people that they need to catch. I I don't think they're catching anyone yeah. because and I it's mean, sad. Yeah. And how many times do we see people say, "Oh, I saw this on the street." "Oh, I saw this on the street." So basically, these people are trading in full daylight. Yes. In uh, Yeah. Full, 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 full daylight. Full in full view. Yeah. Of, of, like they are not hiding. Nobody's hiding. Yeah. Nobody's gonna tell you come behind the corner. You know, mm. I have, I have a copy I of Sex Lives. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like drugs. It's being sold out in the open. Yeah. Umetandaza hivi hapo nje. Yeah. And you know, like I was saying, it, it was very sad for me when I also saw a very reputable book influencer, book blogger, mm-hmm. also just share copies of fake books and even tag an author I know, I know and go like oh my god your books are really selling in Nairobi see they're <laughs> all over the streets the, that is such a level of ignorance that is appalling to it be honest is, it because is because there's somebody who's applying the industry the very least you can be aware of yes. is where the loopholes are yeah, and, and not, not amplify that yes do not promote that do not tell people all oh, these books are available in the streets go buy yeah and then tag the author in short you're telling them come look at me removing money from your pocket exactly. and taking it to a street trader 
and these are books that have taken years like it takes years for an author to actually put a book together it takes yeah. years of hard and work it, and, and even sweat. if it did not by the way the, it's their brain work yeah it's their intellectual property so um and i think when we condone unethical behavior that you could say that oh today it doesn't affect me but i mean what are we doing when yeah. we, when we water unethical behavior yeah and also because i guess to ask people to be more vigilant mm-hmm. like if you say you're a reader if you say you're a na- lover of arts if yeah. you say you're promoting local authors yeah you also need to be mindful of where you're yeah where you're sourcing where you're sourcing this this exactly. product right oh <laughs> i'm just remembered <laughs> um speaking of influential people yeah. or people in positions of authority and responsibility actually literally acting responsibly yeah do you remember the county government oh my god yes the yes. county government that was purporting to promote literacy by an african literature to yes, be specific by uploading pdfs on their website yes and tweeting about oh you guys you know you should read here are pdfs links of, download yeah download yeah and there was even a kenyan yeah book. yeah there was a kenyan book there was and a lot dust. Of, yeah there was dust by vaughn like, there were a lot God of african damn. titles what in the level of in illiteracy in ignorance i disregard yes that is, a, that is a level of ignorance that is just appalling like you even wonder do i get upset or do i even just sympathize and pity this person because i mean the level of unawareness the level of <laughs> yeah is is really something it's ridiculous yeah. yeah and after they were called out of course they pulled it they down. pulled it down but the damage is done yeah. and you're just telling us that you have no clue yeah. about copyright you're as a, you're an a entire county you're a government body yeah and you're here promoting the f- like theft. it's almost like a county Thievery. saying here is cocaine please you mean partek and then you're told oh by the way it's actually illegal oops oh, like oh shoot i mean you're the, the person who's supposed to be enforcing it and so when you're promoting it then uh, that person that reader who really wants to read but doesn't have say money to buy an expensive book yeah. and finds an option of 200 shillings yeah it even just the signaling of it like what are you saying to artists yeah you know like your work is not valuable <laughs> i mean i you know you can't make, uh, this is stranger than fiction and and i guess people also are not aware that an author does get paid for every single book that is sold you know what i don't want to believe that is true Me, because it's true Wendy. uh people understand piracy when it comes to music but only when they understand it people it never to, understood to books. piracy in music until it was enforced Okay and until, now they are turning yes, the line. Yeah, until people start getting arrested, until yeah. you could not play music cuz now you can ban your establishment. You know, yes. I can say, "Oh, I love Nyashinsky." Oh, yeah. here. Let me download this from YouTube and ban a CD. Yeah. Oh, and also send this to my friends. Because that was big business. It was. That was really big it business. Was. Movies, Banning CDs. CDs. Yeah. I mean, now nowadays nobody uses CD, but there was a concerted effort yeah. you know um between the artists and the government and, and the, the bodies police. that are responsible and the police 
Hey, Boris. <laughs> the police, Aki, my ancestors, are always deciding to show themselves when I'm doing uh, the right, a, the right a, a time. <laughs> yeah, but there was concerted effort mm-hmm. of all these people to come together and sort of come. So, are you saying that we need to get or authors? And I don't know why it should be the the onus should be on the author to protect their work when there's an actual machinery that should do that anyway but i guess if it's not working yeah at some point you have to even do the work that you're not supposed to do to do yeah and take police to river road yeah yeah because i mean these people are trading in broad daylight yeah they are nobody's not hiding. hiding nobody's hiding ah the so mess it's definitely it. something that the kenyan um i guess book market is really afflicted yeah <laughs> bye yeah and i'm i'm really hoping people are gonna be a bit more conscious of where they purchase books because that was so embarrassing it was it was that was extremely and embarrassing and this is only the episodes that you know you've come into contact with yeah. and it's because the author is there otherwise you already know all yeah. the co- you know all the copies on of will and all the other atomic habits and who else are yeah yeah so please let's do better if we talk about promoting if we talk about um honoring these people these artists and their works then we need to be able to put our money where our mouths are exactly and if you say you love someone or you love their work then you can make that sacrifice and purchase don't their chop book. their feet don't take food out yes. their mouth yes you cannot do love better. someone and, and take food out their mouth so mm. do better do your research not everything that is cheap is good cheap is actually expensive yeah you need to question if you do a price comparison yeah and the average bookstore each and every bookstore you've seen is selling a book at 2000 upwards yeah you need to question why somebody is selling it at 14 1500 exactly. or even 800 How about I've seen... just go buy your books from reputable bookstores yes. like somanami and we leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> with the full uh, mic interest i have nothing else to say i have nothing else to uh, add but i mean even if plug. you're if you're thrifting and you want to buy maybe used books because yeah. there's a huge market for used books mm. i mean just check because there are genuine used books yeah which are also just put side by side with the with, fix with the and fix, so yeah. if you're if you're a reader and you're thrifting and you're at the inama yeah you're tempted to pick even the yeah the but you know what fake that looks new because they kind of look new but the, fi- the the simple common sense is this like the book just dropped two months ago oh how, we can how go. is there a thrift copy oh my god i'm already on seeing the viola davis like viola davis's because book is now flooding the market exactly fake copies because the second hand market works that somebody read the book yeah um somewhere in a western country they put down the copy then the book was shipped here and nah, 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 nah. so yeah. if you find a, a second hand tony morrison i completely understand yeah yes sula will be there but viola davis you can never that just dropped, dropped. last week yes Mm, please yeah like yeah. that is pretty it's not possible anybody who's trying to find viola davis in the streets be assured you're gonna get a fake, <laughs> fake you'll find copy. Vi- viola is even not smiling <laughs> <laughs> oh she is smiling because i don't think she's smiling on the cover oh you'll so find that she's smiling yeah she's smiling she's oh, laughing can, oh yeah oh, it's a full <laughs> photo of her <laughs> so let's uh, do better let's promote um authors by buying their books 
let us like just cap down on the fake um copies because i mean the embarrassing situation was yeah. a bit jolting for all of us at somanami so yeah that's our that's what's popping that's what's popping today on the podcast we just want to sort of borrow from what we were discussing earlier in terms of the kenyan publishing and the kenyan book market and i wanted us to talk about publishing in kenya yeah um why the publishing industry in kenya is where it's at uh what are the what is the genesis of yeah. the situation that we see today yeah. also what are kenyans writing what are kenyans publishing mm-hmm. how are kenyans marketing their books mm-hmm. and what kind of book is the average kenyan writer writing mm. about do you know what brought this thing like so much uh, to my mind mm-hmm. was uh the other day we were going through uh, books from different countries yeah and somebody said oh uh what are the books you have from nigeria and my heart just panicked because <laughs> i'm like um that's probably half the store <laughs> And I, co- I can't say the same for Kenyan books. Yeah. We don't have as many... We are sitting here yeah. in Nairobi, in Kenya, uh, very much aware that, you know, we don't have as many books that yeah. we can say, okay, here, these are the many books that yeah. are from Kenya uh, as much as are from Nigeria. Yeah. Or even Ghana. Yes. So there is definitely something... So, that's a huge miss yes this and what's the miss let's talk about publishing in kenya or yeah. the publishing industry what are the publishers publishing yeah and why do you think they're publishing the kinds of books that they are publishing charlie <laughs> if you are not <laughs> the average publisher if they are not publishing for kicd yeah uh, kicd is a kenya something something institute oh, of yes, curriculum development <laughs> kenya institute of curriculum, curriculum development. development formerly kie kenya formerly. institute of education yes and kcd is the body that is responsible for curriculum material yes so they approve all curriculum material and you will find without a doubt maybe 99 percent of kenyan publishers mm. are publishing with kicd as you know the the market yes uh because if kcd says okay you can use this as instructional material you're good mm. we probably have of a couple of million students yeah so if your book is an instruction material yeah most if it's approved if it's picked up yes. so basically what we're saying is the publishers we currently have are only publishing curriculum yes um material they're yes. only publishing books that would be picked up and incorporated in the curriculum and so even the stories are really regulated and policed exactly and uh monitored and yes. like you have to and there's nothing and there's nothing wrong with that like that's that's okay that's education material yeah but what happens to you and i who mm. are the adult readers we're not reading to pass an exam yeah uh we're not reading for we're reading for our own enjoyment for our own pleasure yeah. for our own education um so yeah who is who's catering who, to us yeah who's catering to that market if everything is being sort of geared towards kids 
yeah and kids for school yes Hmm. so there's there's a huge gap yeah but what is the genesis of this because i have my own theory and Mm -hmm. i want to venture my theory but bef- before we go to you to the theory of like where where does this come from mm. uh, i was at another book event maybe a bit last month or so and a ceo of a big publishing house stood and said oh acknowledged yeah like oh yeah we get that a lot that yes we are catering to a very small market which is the education market and he went on to justify himself and say, you know, publishing is a business. Mm. And so that is where the viable market is, which it's, I think is, is it's false. It's not true. It's not true. And it just tells you how, I mean, for me, it tells me this is a person with such a one-tracked mind. Yeah. Um, and completely oblivious or not even open to the question itself. Because the question is, why are you only publishing books for the curriculum yeah where else there's a huge other market yeah that you're not serving yeah and the same person is not even receiving that information if their response is that's where the viable market uh, the, is. Ma- the only viable but we're telling you there's a viable market <laughs> that you're not you know addressing or meeting exactly because look at somanami not selling a single education book yes and still being a business. Yeah. And so are so many other bookstores yeah. in Nairobi that yeah. don't cater to school. Actually, there's... Yeah, there are yeah, lot, multiple. There are multiple, multiple bookstores that are not dealing in curriculum books. And yes. they're still in business. And they're still growing. And there are more bookstores that are coming up. Exactly. So really, I don't know what what is the basis of like that statement. Yeah. But it's it's... It's so inaccurate. It's, <laughs> it's so false. inaccurate and so false in so many ways. It's yeah, but but now what happens is that the reader, uh, the writer, you as a writer who is not trying to write um, an instructional book, mm. what are the avenues left for you? Hmm. <laughs> so there are two. <laughs> I kind of feel like there are two options. Yeah. Um, left for a creative writer. Yeah. Right who cannot be absorbed by the Kenyan publishing industry because your material is not yeah. content that would pass the KICD checks. Yeah. And so option one is to look for an international publisher. Yeah. Um, get an agent, get an agent to proofread your manuscript, get an agent to sell your manuscript to a publisher. Abroad. Abroad, <laughs> right? Yeah. But... We, I mean, we need to at least uh, recognize that we now have bank books. Bo- yes. Bank books. Yes. Which is an upcoming uh, publishing, publishing house. house in Kenya. We've had Kwani that's done a phenomenal job yes. at, um, you know, publishing for adults. Yes. Actually, Kwani was, Kwani was the creme de la creme. Yeah. Kwani has discovered some of the most formidable reputable writers yeah starting with our queen jennifer makombi <laughs> nansubuga chintu was first published in kenya by yeah. kwani yeah um stay with me yeah as well was mm. published by kwani like they've done nuruddin farah oh yes oh yeah. my gosh yeah, yeah. binyavanga as well sami limor yeah and yeah, so that's why I said like 99% yes. of the publishing. Yeah. So you still have very, uh, small indie publishers yeah. um, 
um, even there's mystery publishers, you know, yeah. there, there's still people publishing, but I'm saying like the muscle of the industry is not trying to yeah. cater for you and me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, the options that are available, like I was saying, is yeah. finding an international publisher mm. and trying to find an agent who's going to sell your book and hope you're going to get an advance, hope your book is going to get picked up. Yeah. And it's a good thing because if your book gets picked up by an international publisher, then they are throwing everything they have. Yeah, you get a bigger reach. You a bigger reach. Exactly. And your work is used to then write. Yes. Right? And everything else is taken care of. Promotion, distribution, marketing. As it should be. <laughs> Even events yes. around the book and promotion, that is yeah. taken care of by the publisher, which is what it should be. Mm. Like a proper functioning industry, a yeah. writer's work should only be writing but let's be honest and say that you know it's not as easy as it sounds because it demands or it it needs you to have access to certain spaces yeah and so you must also be aware of like how the international publishing works yeah you must maybe sometimes even be introduced to somebody like even for an agent to pay attention to you yeah. like who are you 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 know what i'm saying yeah so that avenue is only has only been accessed by just a few yeah and it's not a marker of our genius of our creative genius as kenyans that we have so little work to show yeah it's just that you know at home we don't have an infrastructure that supports that it. supports it yeah, yeah. that's true that's true. And so a lot of people are moving because there are no systems, there are no structures, there's no support. Yeah. And you have words in you that you need to... You have this thing. You have <laughs> this thing in you and you need to share it with the world. Yeah. A lot of Kenyans are turning to self-publishing. Yes. Which is something we've seen a lot. Yes. We did a call um, for Kenyan authors to submit their books uh, to Somanami to be stocked at the store and we had hundreds and hundreds of of books submitted of yeah books this submitted. was sometime last year right yeah and therein also lies the challenge that's a mixed bag <laughs> it's, it's such a mixed bag because <clears throat> there's also i feel like there's also such a huge gap in 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 the self-publishing world yeah Part of it, the resistance of the author. Mm-hmm. Part of it, um, funding. Yeah. Uh, budgets mm-hmm. for putting out work. Yeah. So you've written a book, but you writing a book doesn't mean it's a good book. Like you have to understand that it's not just about talent. Yeah. You know, it's not just yeah. about okay, I can write, I have skill. You have to hone your craft. Yeah. You have to be willing to get feedback. Yeah. I find that a lot of self-published authors yeah. self-publishing authors are not very open to feedback it's true are not very open to your work being scrutinized mm. so i'm not gonna take it to an editor and that's sad because any good book any good book or even any good work of art yeah is a collaborative effort it is anybody will tell you that yeah um that the first draft will be trash like mention any book that you hold in high regard yeah you're probably looking at draft 50 something yeah any author that we've spoken to any interviews that you can find of authors somebody will tell you that i re i wrote i rewrote i rewrote so many times i lost count yeah of how many times i had to rewrite 
and it's because it has to go through the threshing wheel. Yep. You have to have different pairs of eyes looking at the thing. Yeah. And that is just the meat of the thing. Like this is just the work. Yeah. Now, let's come to the production part of it. <laughs> that also now takes a whole other army. A whole yes. So by the time you're holding a copy of a book that is good, yeah. It has taken a whole community it's a whole team that's why when you look at the acknowledgement page it's usually minimum of two three pages yes right yeah thanking like hundreds of people yes who have come together to make sure this book is out in the public to make sure that yes the story is well put together yeah because an editor is not just somebody who does a spell check and mm-hmm. goes like okay the tenses okay the spelling is good yeah an editor is somebody who will help you really structure your story. Yes. And give you advice on, is this going to work? Is this making sense? Is this useful? Yes. Because you know, at times <laughs> you just want to write. And I've, I've, I've had that from so many authors who've written 100,000 pages or 80,000 pages. Yeah. And then an editor is like, we, Chop. we're chopping 20,000 pages. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say that because I remember a conversation with Ayobami Adebayo, the mm. author of Stay With Me. And she was saying, she was talking about her process to get to Stay With Me where mm. it was. She was like, she had been writing that book for four years. Mm. And at some point, right now, Stay With Me is, um, it goes back and forth between um, Yejide and, and Akin. And Akin each telling their story from different from their own perspective mm. which was like there was a time that the book was uh in third person can you imagine mm. like the whole story in third person and now you have to go and rewrite oh my god the full story oh my god that's like writing a whole other <laughs> in first book. person and and keep giving each of the person a, you know a chance to yeah. tell the story so imagine what that takes like for you to completely do a 360 yeah yeah and how and that I changes mean, and I'm, I'm just trying to imagine that book in that person and i'm like it's you it wouldn't, wouldn't it's a, it wouldn't, wouldn't slap land. it would not exactly. slap the way it slaps now yeah and and so it takes a third eye to see that and say this story is not working yeah the way you've written it this story is not working in that person yeah you need to give each of these character yeah. their own voice they need to tell it from their own perspective and yeah. i guess that's why that story cuts really deep mm-hmm. because you it's almost like you're sitting with akin and she's telling you he's telling you his story and he and, and, in turns and you're like oh my god like yeah so you as a reader you can see the their blind spots yes and you're you're thinking you should see what she's saying. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, why so you are you like, not understanding what she's talking about? Or exactly. why are you not understanding her feelings? Yes. Right? And you even become a player in the story. Yeah. Because now you're invested. You're like, you're like can I... Guys, guys, can, can we... I, can we sit? Can we have a sitting and talk about this? Because I feel like there's miscommunication exactly. somewhere. But then if you're telling it in third person... Yeah. Then you're not able to bring out those... Um, those blind spots, yes, the way they come off in the first person narration, exactly, and that's why a 400 page book will take four years, yes, yeah. And that is the importance of an editor, exactly, to see that to tell you how this story will come together properly, to tell you if this entire chapter is necessary or not, yeah. And then once that is done, that is just the first part, mm. and then now you have to do the whole 
printing of, of, of the copies. Yes. And you have to now start your marketing and you have to start publicity and distribution. Yeah. But in my interaction with um, self-publishing authors is... One, there's always a resistance to mm-hmm. feedback, mm-hmm. right? Um, because this like, is my baby. We, we had someone you know? say it's a control issue. It's it's a control issue. Yeah. Like I wanna control everything about this book, but you you cannot, you cannot have control, and especially if you're trying to put something out that will be meaningful for other people. For other people, it's true. then you because you're not writing lose, for yourself. Yeah. Mm. Unless no, you want to write and put it in your house and go like, this is my work of art <laughs> and I just want to look at you every day. I'm the one consumer. If the goal is to have this book consumed by a lot more people and to impact people in different ways, whether you're writing fiction or non-fiction, yeah. but you have a story to tell and you want people to read that story, then you cannot also say, I want to control how yeah. that is done. That even where the full stop is put. Yes. Like, you're missing the whole point. You're missing the whole point. And I also sat in in a conversation with a couple of, um, it was like a spaces with a couple of self-published authors. Yeah. And I could understand the frustration that, yes, you want to write, but there are no systems that are supporting. It's true. You you don't even know who to go to. Yeah. So you're fishing in the Mm -hmm. dark. Mm -hmm. You're just you know hands out in the dark trying to grab onto something and you don't even know what you're grabbing at yeah and that's the kind of situation a lot of self-published authors find themselves in and we get those questions like i i am writing a book i wanna yeah what's the next step what's the next step and it's you know it's a really unfair situation to find yourself in as a creative because what it means is that now you have to be good at 50 other things yeah and you know, you have to be a whole industry by yourself. Like, you have to print, you have to know where the distribution does, you have to be a marketer. Yeah. And to be completely honest, no single person will be good at all those things. Yeah. Or even should should have to be you, good at yeah, those things. True. So, I, I mean, it's just one of those things. You know? It's just one of those things. You will, as a self-published author, I don't think you'll ever get to... A quality of work yeah as a somebody that has gone through a publishing system yeah and if you if yeah because it's one one of the things will suffer i mean you get the book published but then how are you selling the book yes or okay fine you have you know somebody who knows somebody and you're able to distribute this book yeah but what is the quality of the book yes. like at one point or another something is yeah, and, and you wrong. know what? There's also another angle that we never speak about, and that's a legacy angle. Mm. Uh, because yes, right now, Wendy, I'm self-published. I am distributing my book. Maybe I've done all those things excellently, marketed, da 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 da. So what happens when, God forbid, I die? <laughs> which, I, which I will not. But, <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, of course, we all must die. But yeah, what happens when the author is no more? Yeah. And so who now takes the mantle yeah you know who keeps pushing your work exactly who keeps pushing your work and we have that happening i I think there are a couple of books that i've been looking for and because the authors are no more and the books were self-published yeah so the book dies with you yeah 
Oh, that is so true. So, so that's I, it. That's the end of it. Yeah, never considered that. Yeah, that's the end of it. I which is sad because considered. if if it if the rights are being managed by a body by yeah. an entity, then you know it doesn't matter whether you're here or not. Or not. Your estate will keep getting the royalties. And is in that the purpose of art? For it to outlive for you. For it to outlive you. Yeah. So if it's art that goes with you, then we, I mean, we have to put a question mark on it. Is this really art? But how did we even get here? Like a situation where, you know, it's, it's a mess. I have a theory. And for a country that's so advanced, if we do so to so ourselves, <laughs> in so many other places, you know, in so many other sectors, like look at the, Silicon, we are the silicon savannah for crying out loud. I know, but we I have... have a theory, and at this point, it's not even theory because I'm just gonna test out the hypothesis and then just publish it as fact. Yeah, but um, I attended um, the restaging of I Will Marry When I Want or Kahi Kadeda by Ngugi Wathiongo, and... which is Currently and Mary, mm-hmm. which is currently showing at the Kenya National Theatre, and it's gonna be showing up until the twenty ninth. So if you haven't of May, mm-hmm. of May, so if you haven't um watched it or haven't read the book, make a point. Yeah. But anyway, so this play was published or written in nineteen seventy five. Yeah, um, and that was during Kenyatta's tenure. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. and the play would be sort of acted in different places places you know inviting the public to come and join in in the performance that was the thing that yeah. Gugi really wanted public participation in the performances yeah and these were plays that were talking about the ills of colonialism of post-independent um governments yeah religion and so it was a very thorny Thorny issue. Thorny issue <laughs> for the powers that be. And and yeah, this is post-colonial Africa where, you know, yeah, and, mayhem and reigned. Post-colonial Africa was inherited by dictators. Yes. And, 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 and that is fact. Stooges and, and that were installed yes, by... Yes, that is not even a theory. <laughs> that is fact. And so the book was banned mm-hmm. because criticism was not allowed. Criticism of the government was not allowed. Mm. And so in 1977, the book was banned, the plays were banned, Ngugi was arrested by the then former president, Moi. Um, He was put in maximum prison for a year just for producing a play. Just for asking you to think. Just for making a world that got you thinking and questioning. And questioning. And that's the thing, the play gets you questioning. How yeah. are we here? And that is the purpose of art anyway. Exactly. And and writing and writers. And I think it's Bucci. I yeah, I think it's Bucci Mecheta who says that the work of an African writer is almost political. It has to be political. It has to be political because you cannot just be writing about flowers and blossoms. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because your very existence is being threatened. Yeah. And Googie was such a very good example of that. And he had to go into exile after. Yeah. But he was such a good example of how as a writer you just have to be political. You cannot just be complacent and, and, and write about things that are not yeah, you making cannot... sense or moving people forward in one way or another. Yeah. And so what followed after that is as a country <clears throat> we saw the arts take a hit. Yeah. We saw burning of books, we saw jailing of critics, we yeah. saw torture 
like that the, Nyayo house was a thing Nyayo and house it was, was a thing. fully booked and so <laughs> the 80s going into the 90s yeah there was this like a concerted government effort to kill anything that to kill critical thought to jail people yes. to scare people like you have a lot of intellectuals leaving yeah. the country and even the controls now that we the controls that were placed on what can be published mm. what can be sold like the news what can be stuff. yeah oh what God. can be made available what yeah. are people gonna read mm. that was the government was controlling yes and you know moi was such a visceral force in our lives it Man. almost felt like he was all over like he he wanted to make himself omnipresent and he was like he, i i i remember in the 90s when like uh, um adults or even my parents like discussing politics i vividly remember like the multi party movement yeah uh the ford people matiba and all that yeah and and people would whisper like you would not discuss politics in your own your house full, in your own house yes with your full with your members blood relatives yes and you still had to whisper because the thing who is you know the world are, are listening. listening yeah the walls are listening your neighbor is your neighbor is not even anywhere close but exactly there was that fear and that's why all the businesses everywhere you go the the tv station we only had one yeah right well yes the one that started with him <laughs> on screen for five minutes what he wore in what case, he ate where he, he went, went. <laughs> and so in case and, he forgot and we the didn't even was. understand how that really penetrated into our psyche yes how just seeing him everywhere you kind of had the feeling that he was like and he, he wanted he wanted to be sort of a demigod he wanted to be a demigod who was omnipresent yeah and criticism was not allowed yeah um so we saw a lot of flight of you know like you've said intellectual flight a because brain guys were moving brain drain everybody's moving everybody's being arrested yeah and so there was need to conform if you're mm. gonna keep your business running like if you want to survive you better toe the line you better toe the line and so and i guess was... that's why you like you have a publishing industry entrenched in first of all worshiping the government you know, the, yeah yeah kcd please bless us you know yes. and that's the only thing that we're gonna put out and and so you have that you know become a culture of the publishing industry and you know and i remember like how uh when binyavanga like the whole kwani started yeah how you know that was such a change of it was such a radical move. idea like oh my like, god does, like your pub guy you're publishing things that you know that yeah. are pointing fingers and granted the, the the i mean the political winds had changed yeah you had um i think kibaki just came in yes and so and so there was a lot more freedom the atmosphere is slightly changing change. like i mean it's it's almost like a cloud was lifted off our country to be honest and to be like yeah. anybody who was an adult yeah. or some you or know even some yeah aware, consciously at, aware of subconsciously aware there was like a heavy load that had been lifted off the country yeah and it's almost like people could exhale yes <laughs> like finally okay now you can breathe <sighs> now you can be yourself now i can now i can practice my art now i can draw now i can write now yeah. i can i can organize now we can meet now mm. we can critique the government now yeah. we can i mean and you remember like when we had 
um, the first artist who attempted to critique criticize the government or to mock the government ridiculous oh Back yes in the 90s. oh my gosh that was so revolutionary like For campus students yes 20 i remember at the time john Kerry was 21 yes kj and tony and tony and, they were um, all in their 20s and the other guy walter uh, and walter Mugare, yes. yes they were all in their 20s and they've decided their art form is gonna be this really radical type of comedy yeah caricaturing where they are going to caricature the powers that be the god yeah <laughs> like it was an abomination of and sorts and you're like oh my gosh are you guys like, not afraid yes. for your life like whilst us the younger generation at the time was seeing the comedy in it our parents were really taken they're, they're aback scared. they're like like what are these kids are doing? Are you cutting death? Because yes. that's what well, that's exactly what you're doing. You're and gonna be taken at some out. point. Really thought these people, if they're not careful, they're gonna be taken they're out. Gonna be and nobody will be nobody will be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be disappeared and we'll never hear from them again. Yeah. And so yeah, and so you have a history, I mean or rather as a present day writer, artist, you have you're coming this is the history that you're coming off of. Yeah. And I, while the other arts have, you know, sort of wiggled out of that and tried to build a system, yeah, the books, the uh, the publishing industry hasn't. Hasn't. Because and music has been radicalized. Uh, visual arts is, you know, yeah. everybody is free to draw, write, I mean, to draw, paint, uh, put sculptures. But I mean, I, doesn't that just tell you the power of ideas, mm. the power of the written word? Mm. Because where else everything else is able to thrive, mm. the written word, because it's, mm. so, it's permanent. so permanent, right? It's yeah. so permanent. I mean, and once you read, Google's you can is still alive. Yeah, once you read, you cannot unread. Once you know, you cannot unknow. That's yeah. the thing. And for a despot, that is the one That's thing. That's a very dangerous most. thing. It yeah, is. exactly. It is. I need my people to stay dumb yeah. and depressed. Yeah, I need <laughs> you to still think that I am watching you mm. from beyond the grave or whatever at this point. But Man. yeah, so we had 20 or so. How long was oh, he? he was president for forever. 20, 24 years. Yeah, for I 24 think. years. So we had 24 years of a stifling of creation, of a stifling of arts in Kenya, of a stifling of literature. An active. An active. An active it's destruction. Just, yes. So you can say the previous president, the first Kenyatta, was of course not a prone, proponent of art, right? Yeah. But then you have his successor being an even more aggressive person, yeah. like, I'm coming for you, I'm actually destroying yes. this thing, and I'm killing, jailing, maiming, you know yeah. you yeah and so it's been 20 20 odd years now since yeah we've had kibaki yeah. we've had another kenyatta and now we're still not even a, in we're a place still, where yeah we are still trying to figure out what do we do we are still trying to figure out okay um fine now we we can write but now how do we do it yeah because those structures were really demolished yes and we we still haven't seen or i feel that we still haven't seen a, a huge push even by government towards literature oh or to, towards any art 
maybe they're trying maybe you know with sports and everything else and uh, music like that's why musicians are now able to actually live off their music yeah so those spaces are opening up but we're still not but seeing... they're thriving in spite of the government i don't think it's like a positive push by but it's the thing of like thriving in spite of and then to the point that okay the government decides oh okay i guess we can use this for our campaigns or something right mm. But it's not like an active investment. Uh, okay. Same like say for what happened with the rugby, the rugby mm. team where the 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 team becomes so good in spite of being not funded, up to the point there where the government is like, okay, fine, I guess. Okay. Oh, they're doing I, something. I, I guess you guys you know, are good. Let's support you yeah. now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I mean, but what what does the future look like? Like, what is the hope for? Because I always feel that, you know how pervasive and dominant, again, the Nigerian industry for, mm. for art is, mm. I think it's because they already have a market at home. Mm. And so venturing out becomes such a natural step. Yeah, It's because the, the Afrobeats is so big in Nigeria already mm. um, that, you know, Exporting to Kenya is very easy. Yeah. Nollywood is so big in Nigeria. So they are not even, they are being their own market. The books, I mean, you have how many publishing oh houses? My word, yeah. In Nairobi, I mean, in, 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 Nigeria. in Nigeria, that them selling to Kenyans, they already are selling to and a market. Festivals. In Ooh, and festivals. Yeah, and literary festivals. Yeah. So I think they, yes starting with being published outside then coming you know being exported to kenya is always going to be a viable route but i don't think that is where you achieve critical yeah. mass that is where you become a dominant force yeah. i think you still have to grow at home yeah and i guess it's what and you said you here. have to thrive despite yes so as an industry we need to i guess I want to lord a bank books for what they are trying to do. Yeah. Um. I would wish that Kwani would resurrect. Resurrect. Okay, it's not dead, I guess, but you know, it's like, not doing what it was. It set doing. out to do initially. Yeah. Yeah, but hopefully we get a and lot so many more. Others. A, a a structured industry, yeah. so to say, a structured industry, and even as writers, if you're looking to write a book, do your research. Yeah. on your craft yeah do your research and understand that it's not just about you being able to put pen to paper yeah that storytelling is a lot a lot a lot yes. more it's not right that's why it's not right it's, yeah it, it starts with the writing but it doesn't end with the yeah. writing because even as we as say book um activists and book enthusiasts and literary enthusiasts and we're trying to really push for Kenyan authors and Kenyan writers and Kenyan books. Yeah. You have to give us something to push. It's true by the way. You have we yeah. cannot patriotism is not where it ends. Yes. It's and where it starts. Yes. But are you giving me a quality product yes. that I can be excited about? Because I do not want to push mediocrity. Again, yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to push mediocrity. Yeah. And I guess the reason like you were saying the Nigerian industry has really grown is because they're also 
putting a lot of work, a lot of thought, a lot of skill into the work they're putting out. Mm. And so you have you in fact you close your eyes as you counter your you know counter signing on the work because yeah. you know it's quality work. Yeah. 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 So writers and everybody else you have to put in the work. Yeah. You have to put in the work. You can't just tell people please buy my book because i'm kenyan yes um, that is not gonna sell yeah no that is definitely you still have a responsibility sell. to me as a reader yeah to actually give me a good product yeah give me a good story yeah i mean otherwise we're all gonna just be stuck in mediocrity and half-baked things and i always say that that line of uh, because i'm a kenyan what will you tell to the ugandan market yeah what will you tell to you know the outside Africa market. What as in you know? And if, because I good mean, work if, sells itself. If you're selling something to somebody who is not emotionally in one way or another attached to you, what are you gonna tell? What them? are you gonna tell them? So you've sold to your family members and you've said that you guys have to support my book. Yeah. Uh, and you've sold twenty <laughs> copies to your family. Yeah. And then what? Because if I meet you on the street, I'm that is not gonna. That, because that's usually the trajectory of a lot of. Um, self-published projects yeah. like outside your circle of influence people that know you and attach an emotional value yeah then I love you because for me I will not be on board because you're Kenyan I'll be like I need to see the quality of your work yeah it I need to to see that you've also put in work for yeah. me to be able to put in my money yeah I cannot open time. a book and see um grammatical grammatical errors. errors like page one no full stops um tenses that are all mixed up on on the first page poor production and you wanna sell that to me on the basis on of. the pace, basis of being a kenyan but i'm working my ass off to get money <laughs> to buy this book you're disrespecting my shillings yes yeah it's yeah true. you're disrespecting yeah, people uh, yeah shillings. it's true yeah come I couldn't agree more. So, and I think to the to the publishing to the established publishing industry that can actually afford to take a risk yeah. that can actually afford to diversify. You know because you already have the education market. You yeah, know, that's good. That is perfect. And that is not going anywhere. You have an infrastructure. You have, you know, you've been doing this for thirty, fifty years. Yeah. How about now? Look at adult readers. Yeah you know and mm. and put money and investment yeah. behind that yeah yeah so we leave you with that that i get it's a concerted effort yes everybody do their part everybody needs to do their part and the writers also need to do their part we yes. are done with the days of i'm kenyan so please buy my book <laughs> I will buy it if it's a quality book. Yeah. A hundred percent I yeah. will buy it. Yeah. But if it's if it's it's a poor production, the sentence, the story, the, I mean I'll even forgive a story that is not that exciting. Yeah. But the book has to be of a certain standard. Yeah. For it to easy. for me to be able to spend my hard earned coins to invest in it. Because it's an investment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it from us today. Yeah. Today has been a family meeting. <laughs> so if you're listening to this um, and you're not Kenyan or you're outside Kenya, um, yeah, we we brought it back home. Yeah, because family yeah. meeting. Sometimes Ch- you just gotta, you know, be like, guys, 
things are not working. Yeah, let's uh, have like a small session and no <laughs> kids. Yeah. So okay, keep well. Yeah, thank you for listening and join us on the next one. for listening to this episode the somanami podcast is a production of somanami books a pan-african bookstore based in nairobi kenya focusing primarily on literature by africans the african diaspora and women if you enjoyed this episode please remember to subscribe like share and tell a friend to tell a friend about us you can connect with us on our social media and our website www.somanami.co.ke See you on the next one.